0: Welcome in to the Vantage of Above Others podcast. where only one of us, is an actual father, and none of us are My name is Jay. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbert Herb. Herbo. <laughs>
1: Did you like having an aneurysm when he said priest? Like, what happened there? It's like a balloon just popped. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Oh, these guys
0: doing okay. You guys doing okay, hey, huh? Guy, hey, wise who's, guys who's you talking to over here, okay? <laughs> yeah, you're real fucking smart. You're talking real fucking smart to me over here. <laughs> wise guy. Uh thanks y'all for listening. It's Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast. Uh you can catch us on Twitter at the FF Fathers or on the Instagram. There we go. And uh all right. I'm getting situated here with my mic. <laughs> apologize. <laughs>
1: mic difficulties. Uh,
0: today we're going through our starts and sits of week 12. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we're doing. Every single position, a start of the week and a sit of the week, as well as touching on some of this news, this new, new, new news, and uh, and that that is what it is. No Trey Jose today. Uh, he has... He's unfortunately no longer with us this evening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, he was nice enough to give us a full boat of starts and sits this week. Full
0: boat. He just loaded that boat up. It was like Noah's Ark. Full of... Two of everything. Full of poop.
1: One start, one (laughs) sit. (laughs) If I had to be honest. (laughs) That's
0: all right. Well, we'll still say his starts and
1: sits, just... uh, (laughs) <laughs> disregard. Just because <guess, laughs>
0: but disregard. I'll uh, give
1: you know, what? I will. I've looked I peaked. I'll give him the his defense of the week. I think it's solid.
0: Uh it better be, 'cause that's what he prides himself on. That's true. Is that D, so <laughs> 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 Um p- All right. Well, uh no buys this week. There are zero buys. That is right. Zero buys, and there's eighteen buys next week.
1: Plus or minus, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, sick schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, honestly,
1: the the schedule makers this year are just fucking it up. It doesn't make sense. I know we don't have... Well, it was AI. Did you know that? I did hear that. It was built by IBM. But no one... No one... There's not a human eyeball went and looked this like, hmm. This seems odd.
0: Did you know the computer is... Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, come on. I mean, we don't we don't have technically the buy-mageddon like we had last year. Where we had seven teams on buy in one week. But it is really odd to have two weeks with six teams on buy and then two weeks with zero teams on buy. Mm. I don't know how... Like, I would love to know what was happening in these cities where it was impossible to have a team play that week.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, Taylor Swift can't be in every city at once.
0: Uh, Some say she is. And... That's just the world we're living in, baby.
1: It's Taylor. It's T Swizzle's world.
0: It's T Swizzle's world, man. We're just living in it. Um. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So zero <laughs> buys. Let's get on to the news. Uh, Packers have ruled out running back Aaron Jones knee for Thursday's game against the Lions on Thanksgiving Day, which is tomorrow. Yeah. Oof, um, hopefully, this uh, podcast gets posted. Trey. Uh, it is nine thirty p.m. On Wednesday evening, November twenty second,
1: this will be in his inbox by eleven o'clock. There's zero he's got chance time. he's got time. There's zero chance. He said he was gonna get home late. He said he wasn't picking up his son until he later than He's evening.
0: already asleep. I guarantee it.
1: <laughs> Wake his ass up. I'll text uh, him. Now. In regards to Aaron Jones, uh, better luck next year because this has been a an abysmal year for him. Um. Just terrible in every way. can't stay healthy when he's been on the field outside of week one. He's not looked great. So hopefully he can be back next year fully healthy and give us one more good campaign.
0: Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. And uh, if you want us to talk about A.J. Dillon, we may or may not here uh, in the upcoming segment. So stay posted.
1: We were going to try to both talk about it and decide that wasn't a good look.
0: (laughs) Someone will talk about it. Um. Seahawks are listing quarterback Geno Smith as questionable and running back Kenneth Walker as doubtful for their Thursday night uh matchup against the forty ers on Thanksgiving night. Uh so for sure gonna be Zach Charbonnet in the backfield. Um possibly uh go DJ.
1: Yeah. Go DJ, that's my <laughs> DJ. Um, yeah, we'll see DJ. Um, you know, spelling him from time to time, and another rookie running back they drafted late in this year's draft, Kenny McIntosh, will be active for the first time this year. He's been on IR year, all year. Oh, dial up. Yeah. Um, they said they really like him out of the backfield as a pass catcher. Um, so we'll see if he gets any. I I assume we'll see him in the game. He, I don't think he's going to be anything fantasy relevant. But it should be interesting what kind of potential he has, depending on how many touches he sees.
0: Uh, Either way, tough matchup. Tough matchup for the next several weeks. They do play the Niners. Four weeks in a row, man. The next three weeks. They play the Cowboys next week. So, yeah, tough. Uh, Packers have placed rookie tight end Luke Musgrave on injured reserve. So, if you're planning on starting him. You will not be able to with yeah. the rest of the season.
1: Um, yeah, some abdominal injury. It sounded like he, he ended up in the hospital because of it. Mm. So, kind of serious there. What do you think about Tucker Kraft though, the other rookie tight end that they drafted? Do you think he can step up?
0: <sighs> probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> judging uh, what Packers tight ends have done over the last...
1: 20 years? Yeah.
0: Probably not, but... Uh, <laughs>
1: I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to the NFL game. Obviously, it'll be his first significant playing time of all season. He is coming from South Dakota State, a smaller school, um, you know, FCS school. So
0: he's got the name too. You know, Kraft Cheese. What? He's fitting right in, Kraft.
1: Oh, for for Wisconsin, got it. Okay, I'm sorry. Come on, man. Man, right, that went right. Out, that <laughs> I was stuck on South Dakota. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?"
0: Kraft Cheese, man. So that's true. That's step one.
1: I mean, he's like the ultimate cheese head.
0: Yeah. Yes, he is.
1: Got Tucker and a little craft and cheese.
0: That cheese that don't melt. You know what I mean? Uh Rams have officially designated running back Kyron Williams to return from IR. So yes, he is playing in week twelve. We have our little baby Kyron back. And uh
1: he's been a he was a stud this season before he went on IR, so hopefully he comes back, hits the ground running.
0: We may or may not be talking about him, right? May or may not. <laughs>
1: Michael Thomas
0: is on IR. Come on. Uh, Rams waved. Daryl Henderson, see ya.
1: Do you think he hurt himself throwing the brick of the truck?
0: Uh, Probably. If he was running a slant route while doing it, yeah, he definitely hurt himself. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he caught the curb by accident.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's pretty much it for news up to this point. All right. Cooper Cup still day-to-day, lower ankle sprain. Talked about that in the last episode. I think he'll play.
1: I don't know. They're playing Arizona. I could see them keep him out for a game. Possibly, yeah. Or I could see him suiting up and and trying and then coming out of the game pretty quickly. I mean, lower ankle sprains, sure, you come back from them easier, but they can also be easily re-aggravated as well. It's kind of a, a lot of it's a pain tolerance thing. And we know cooper's is as tough, as tough as they come in the NFL. He's a dog. He that dog. So, I mean, I hope he plays, but I feel like he's going to be a little lackluster even if he does.
0: All right. Uh, that'll do it for the news. Let's get into these starts and sits. And send these people on their merry way.
1: Yeah, they got some turkey to eat.
0: Um, I will start at the quarterback position for start of the week. I'm going with, and maybe a little, you know, it's a big name, but Lamar, Way of Water, Jackson, uh, this week. <laughs> <laughs> the right. Way of Water. The Avatar. That's going to be his new nickname. And... uh and I like it, so...
1: <laughs> I like it, so I'm going to keep saying
0: it. Because uh, he's a freak. Uh, the Ravens have scored more than 30 real-life points in five straight games, and while that hasn't always translated to fantasy numbers for Jackson, last week he did have 24 fantasy points, uh, which was snapping a three-game skid with fewer than 14. So this is kind of why he came in as my start of the week. yes. You guys probably benched him last week, um, and you know, paid for that, or maybe you have a good replacement. But I'm saying, even if you have a good replacement, Wait, who would have benched
1: him last week? Like, who's out there doing that?
0: Well, there's some people. I mean, in those shallower leagues that only have one quarterback, it's very, it's probable that you have two legitimate starting options at quarterback. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm just I mean, honestly, if I have Lamar Jackson, I know he's been more up and down this year than we're used to, but Well, I mean, he
0: was bad multiple weeks in a row. He was. While the offense was good. And so that was kind of the issue of people's frustration. And now with Mark Andrews out, I could just see where people say, Hey, you know, I, I'm sick of riding that roller coaster, um, and now no Mark Andrews. But I'm saying they're playing the Chargers. They've allowed the most passing yards and and second most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Uh, I think the Chargers, you know, it's an offense that can also put up points. So it's going to be a, a higher scoring game, a uh, possible shootout. And I think uh, we're going to see we're going to see Lamar put up another one of those like top three, top four QB performances this week. So there's not many guys I would start over Lamar.
1: For sure, um, I'll go ahead and give off uh, Trey's start of the week. He's similarly going with a larger name, even though it's only for this year. Um, he's going with Josh Dobbs, the uh, seventh ring quarterback on the season. Which honestly, no one ever would have expected that. I think that's similar to kind of how Gino was last year, right? Yeah, a guy that no one had a ton of faith in, but ended up having a, a hell of a season. Um, he did put up a bit of a pooper score last week week against Denver, um, but he did run a touchdown in, and throw one through the air. And Trey's reason here is a lot of it coming on the ground. Dobbs has been on fire with a rushing touchdown in five in his last five starts, one, one in each game, plus he's thrown six passing touchdowns in that time span as well. So the man just knows how to find the end zone. Chicago is a bottom 10 defense versus quarterbacks on the air. And Dobbs' ability to gain fantasy points on the ground launches him into must-start conversation.
0: All right, so that is Josh Dobbs as Trey's quarterback start of the week. Who's your big Herbie start of the week at quarterback? Yeah,
1: honestly, mine's probably a little wash, like washy as well. You know, almost obvious. It is, even though he's only played the two <laughs> games. Um, but I'm going with Kyler Murray. Um, I started him in his first start back. He played well, um, and honestly, his two full weeks back in football has. Just proven why he's such an elite talent as a specifically in fantasy football. You know, again, it's come to that to his rushing ability. He doesn't seem to have any lingering effects from that ACL tear. I mean, he's running all over, all, over the field as fast as hell, even with his little toddler legs going. Um, he does have a rushing touchdown in each of the last two games, and similar with Dobbs and, and Trey's, you know, uh, thought process here is that the rushing capability will continue to give Kyler an extremely strong floor in fantasy football. Um, I see him honestly just tearing up the Rams' defense that has actually not been great this year. As much as of a historic or not historically, but a very good defense they've been in the last few years. It's just not that way anymore. They really only have Aaron Donald still, and he still does what he does. But he's not, can't be the only guy on the field playing well.
0: And he's also aging yeah.
1: a little bit. Yeah, a little step slower. He's not as good as he was a few years ago. But he still he's still seeing double and triple teams. There you know, every week. Right. It's crazy. Yep. And he's still getting through. So he's the reason that Geno Smith has a uh, tricep contusion. Right. Bastard. Uh, but I do Bastard. see <laughs> I do see Kyler on I think he's gonna be even better this week. I think he's gonna give you his best game of the season yet.
0: All right. Uh I like the pick. I'm going with uh or actually let me uh let me back up here. <laughs> uh at quarterback sit of the week I'm going to go ahead with uh, Tua and might be a little bit risky uh, maybe a bit bold maybe a bit spicy he does have Tyree you know, Kill on his team and I, Jalen Waddle and I Devon A. Chain like and Raheem Oster Raheem yeah
1: I do like <laughs> going with a risky sit is a nice little balance with your washy start
0: Yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: so it balance, makes sense yeah got to balance. balance it out man yeah yin yang, yang
0: I can't go too spicy I get acid reflux. <laughs> um so I got to bounce this shit out this is my <laughs> hot sauce right here
1: <laughs> got them thumbs on it all the time <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah Tua going against the New York Jets football team um you know uh Tua I feel like his floor's been a little lower than than what people um it, anticipate or expect. Um, He's scored fewer than 13 fantasy points in two of his last four games and has failed to reach 18 fantasy points in six games of the season so far. Uh, He's playing the Jets this week. Um, They boast one of the toughest defenses in the league, particularly when it comes to passing yards, touchdowns, and fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. So I I just think, you know, two is not a must-sit. Um, but if you have someone, if you're able to pick up someone like a CJ Stroud, or maybe you're you're going back and forth on Trevor Lawrence or Tua this week, like I, I think I would start those guys ahead of Tua, uh, this week.
1: Could be, yeah, he's been a little more up and down than, like you said, I think many people expected. I mean, he's played every game so far this year. And he's the QB eleven, um, not as high up, like last year when he did play especially at the beginning of the season he was a top 3 quarterback i believe through the first like 5 weeks of the season yeah was killing it this week this year's a little more up and down so it makes sense um i mean and the jets defense is very good uh actually the only the one part that they're actually kind of weak is in the run game but they lock up receivers right. hard to do that with Tyreek Hill with because no one can you know cover that kind of speed but still i think i tend to agree with you here I'm gonna go with my sit before we go to uh Trey's. I'm gonna go with Sam Howell. Mm. And I know he's rightfully uh been... <laughs> he's rightfully been praised um so far this season. He is leading the NFL in passing yards, but this is uh. a really what else? Tough weekend matchup for him. What else? Uh, What else? Does he lead the league in? Uh, how about interceptions? <laughs> oh, he, come on. He has thrown 12 interceptions this year. It's tied for most of the league with Josh Allen. Come on. And he's also taken by far the most sacks. He's taken 51 sacks this year. Then next, I don't remember who the second candidate was there. But number 202 two had taken 38. Come on. And you know the, the two things that the Cowboys defense is really good at? What? It's getting to the quarterback. What? Creating turnovers. What? <laughs> <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're third in the league in picks this year, and they have the sixth most sacks in this, on the season. Jamal, uh, you have Jerome Bland taking everything he gets in his hands back to the house. Jamal. So, uh, this week, as well as Sam Howell's played all year, the defense is going to win out. Sam Howell should be on your bench.
0: I agree. That was my uh, sit of the week before you stole it. So,
1: uh, first the doc, buddy
0: of the Doc, man, and I was out there waiting for you guys with my paddleboard and everything, dude. (laughs) Um, All right, Trey's sit of the week at quarterback. Russell Wilson versus the Cleveland Browns. We'll keep it short and sweet here. Russ has been playing pretty solid as of late and hasn't thrown an interception since week six, but now he faces one of the toughest pass defenses in the league with Cleveland. Russ is already a borderline starter uh, with a QB 14 raking so far in the season, but... That is anchored by larger fantasy points earlier this season uh in Cleveland's last three games they've only allowed one passing touchdown snagged four interceptions so uh Trey is not like Russell Wilson if you've been relying on him at the quarterback position over the last uh back half of the season.
1: he's getting locked out of the kitchen this week, huh
0: locked out man can't cook
1: get out. Gonna get that one star in on the mission rating.
0: Yes, sir. Um all right, start of the week at running back. I'm going with the Isaiah Pacheco. Um against the Eagles the last week, uh this last week, which is really the toughest matchup in the league uh for running backs, in my opinion, even if the numbers don't say that. That front seven is dirty. Uh but Pacheco, against that front, had 19 carries for 89 yards. Wasn't able to get in the end zone, um, so he finished with around 10 fantasy points. If you would have gotten in the end zone, that would have been a nice fantasy day out of Pacheco. Um, this week, he gets the Raiders. The Raiders have been allowing get-right games uh, to running backs all year. Vegas has allowed the fourth-most yards rushing yards and fifth-most fantasy points to running backs this season. Um, I think if the Chiefs are playing from ahead, which is very likely, uh, you can expect to see a lot of Isaiah Pacheco. So uh, I think he has a big game on the ground against the Raiders.
1: For sure. Um, Honestly, that game last weekend against the Eagles was kind of crazy because they racked up more rushing yards in the first half than the Eagles have given up on average all season. Yeah. I think they've only. I think it was on average for the season like sixty nine yards per game. Then I think the Chiefs went into halftime with almost a hundred. Um, pretty. I think,
0: think Pacheco is still a very underrated back.
1: I still think he needs to get the ball more.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too.
1: I mean, with how down this offense has been,
0: no and, receivers.
1: Yeah, no receivers. I think you need to rely more on Pacheco to open up the passing game, like yep. play action pat. Like if you can't. If your receivers can't catch when there's anybody within three yards of them outside of Travis Kelsey, even them, he's he's had some really weird drops this year. Right. Um, get that ground game running so you can create space for your receivers outside.
0: Well, and you can throw them the ball too. Like we've we've seen him when he does get uh, little screens and dump offs. Like, yeah, he runs the same way after a catch that he does after a handoff. Hard as hard. hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, hard as hell. You know, I'd be getting that guy the ball as much as I can. Yeah. And uh, I think they'll do that this week. Against I mean, the I don't Raiders. think
1: I saw a single play against the Eagles where he didn't end the run falling forward.
0: No, he doesn't. So, come on, Andy. He'll figure it out. Indy. What
1: you said? Come on, Indy. Andy. Andy Reed. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Indy. <laughs> Indiana Jones is calling plays now?
0: Indiana land. Uh, Start of the week at running back for Trey Jose was Jalen Warren against uh, Cincinnati. He says, I'm not sleeping on Warren another week. He's the (laughs) obvious best option in the running back room. And now they're working with the new O.C. after firing Matt C. earlier in the week. So, start Jalen Warren. Are you going to have a warning re- for your rest? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what he wrote.
1: <laughs> I I would love to know. I actually know I, knowing that he probably wrote that like in that voice as he's like typing. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, dropping bars. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, who's your start of the week back? <laughs>
1: Um, and let's wrap it as a uh, I can't I'm not that I'm not that talented <laughs> I'm very white yeah you are <laughs> Um, my star of the week is going to be Kyron Williams playing the Cardinals I know it's his first game back from from IR and so you could be worried about about some rust but I just even if there's a little bit of rustiness I don't care he mm-hmm. was a top five running back before the injury happened In the last game before he went on IR, he happened to play the Cardinals. He tore them up to a tune of 158 yards and got into the end zone. Got that tutter. So, I mean, honestly, I don't see anything changing this week. Maybe he's not 158 yards, but I still see him seeing over 100 yards in this game. He finds the end zone. It's over. Um, the Cardinals have been terrible against running backs all season. Doesn't matter who they're playing. Twenty-four yards a game given up. Williams, I think, comes back with an absolute vengeance this week. Vengeance this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, latest is uh, logged to full practice today, Wednesday, uh, according to Sean McVay. Looks like he was full speed during the walkthrough just now. Uh, that was right after their their walkthrough practice, which full speed in a walkthrough. That's just walking, right? so i don't know (laughs) you know um
1: damn that he that boy walked fast
0: (laughs) that sounds like a little bit of coach speech but uh you know i think them releasing daryl henderson and saying like we literally have no dean for you anymore um is a testament to kyron being ready to take on uh, a full load
1: all I imagine, remember like, Big old fucking remember flight. like back in the day when if you're like at a hotel with your friends and like you can't like run in the lobby, so you would like speed walk routes, yeah, and try to, and try to like juke people out that you're, way. You're
0: walking through, yeah, yeah,
1: that's 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 all I imagine. That's what he did
0: at full speed today. So pop pop pop,
1: you like pretty, Damn! pretty impressive, broke that ankle, yeah, made people out here look silly,
0: full speed walking. This morning in the hotel lobby.
1: Or he's just out there looking like Chris Paul in that commercial. Just moving the hips. Yeah.
0: That's what he's doing. (laughs) All right. My sit of the week at running back, Alexander Madison from the Broadway show. Uh, (laughs) He's still technically the lead back for the Vikings. He's played in 64% of snaps. Compared to Ty Chandler's 30% in uh, week 11 um, and even – you know had a big game according to uh, Alexander Madison's status or uh, his uh ability I guess uh ran for 81 yards um it's his high, it's his high mark
1: goddamn
0: since uh, week 4 of this year still he just finished with 7 fantasy points due to a fumble and irrelevant uh receiving production he does not get thrown the ball um, it's the fourth time in five games that Madison has scored seven or fewer fantasy points. Chandler looks like the more explosive uh, back and was more involved in the passing game. The The Bears, tough matchup um, on the ground, only allowing uh, the fewest rushing yards to back since week seven. They have struggled, though, against pass-catching backs. So if you're going to start a, a Vikings running back, in my opinion, it would be Ty Chandler, um, not Alexander Madison. And I think Ty Chandler starts to become more and more involved, uh, in this offense moving moving forward.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's what we said about Madison going into the year. Um, I was especially on the like no Madison trade where he's just doesn't he's not that that dynamic of a back. He's a yep. he's an upright runner, um, very stiff hips, like He's a guy I you can't even call him like uh he, he's not he, like zone schemes don't work for me. He's not a one cut guy and go, he's a power guy. He has to be in that eye formation or offset formation and he hits the goes between the guard and the tackle every play, like that's all he has. Right. So but he then he runs upright so then he gets tackled and it doesn't fucking matter. So I'm just not a big believer in Alexander Madison.
0: No. He's no. just he he's more of an athlete than a football guy. Right. Running back. That's and that's just is what it is. Athlete in terms of like he can run fast, jump high, and like a good track athlete. He's not a good football running back. Right. Agil- he doesn't have agility that agility's field. lacking. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So now I'm with it. Uh let's go ahead and go to Trey's Sit the week. He's gonna go with James Connor. This
0: is a little surprising.
1: Uh, yeah, me too. But no, he also that, uh, we all know we've been doing this show for a few years now. Trey's a James Connor hater. He is
0: anyone named James, really? <laughs> that's why we call you Jim
1: <laughs> um Trey's recent here says Connor's had a couple showings since coming back from week four from a four week absence due to injury, but nothing has changed much. He continues to be the r b one for Arizona, but is still touchdown reliant and now faces a tough Rams run defense that's allowing less than ninety yards per game and only five touchdowns on the year.
0: yeah, I disagree. I, I'm st- I'm starting James Conner if I have him.
1: Yeah, honestly, I I would too. I, the matchup's not great, but it, it comes down to um uh, what we're kind of sitting with Sharp and A getting the start against the Niners in our waiver wire episode. There's very few guys in the league you know are going to get RB one touches, right? And he's one of those guys. Yep. That type of product, that kind of usage, is going to tend to at least give you a solid fantasy floor.
0: Yeah. I mean, last week you know fourteen touches on the ground sixty two yards three targets through the air um it wasn't a great fantasy day, but as far as that volume like he's gonna have big explosive games uh through the back half of this season so I think honestly one of them could be this week i i you know whatever you can you can look at the numbers i don't think the rams defense is that good.
1: I don't think so either. And also, I mean, I think they might be trying to bring him back a little slowly. He's had 63 and 69% snapshot in the two games back, um, where at the beginning of the year, he was at 84%, 72% in the first few weeks. So I do expect him to continue to get more usage. And he he hasn't shown much this year, but we've seen in the past, he's actually also a really, really good receiving back. And I think with Kyler Murray being back, that makes a difference, because Kyler likes to hit the running backs out of the backfield, where it doesn't really seem like Josh Dobbs has done much of that, that in his career. Um, in the short time, we've been able to see him on the field. He's not a big running back target right. um, quarterback. So I see James Conner's floor just getting higher as he continues to get more healthy. And again, I think that passing production is going to go up as well.
0: All right, who's your sit?
1: My sit week is going to be A.J. Dillon. Now, is A.J. Dillon a very good running back? No. No. Um, is he very dynamic? No. But I know many managers will be out there and be tempted to put him in to the starting lineup this week with Aaron Jones being out, knowing he'll be looking at RB1 touches. But I would not fall into that temptation. No. <laughs> um, the, honestly, the Lions are the fourth best defense against running backs on the season. And honestly, even in the couple of games that Dylan has gotten most of the workload because Aaron Jones has been hurt, he only has two games where he scored double-digit points and even then his highest points in any game was 13 that's a really bad floor and almost no ceiling yep so he's also this year is averaging by far a career low 3.47 yards per carry it's actually gone down every year since his rookie year it was it was like four four point seven his rookie year like four two last year now three and a half this year i mean he's just i don't know if he's not seeing the holes or he's just not very good um it might be a combination of both but either way, A.J. Dillon should not be in your starting lineup this week.
0: No, yeah. I, uh, they're going to get their ass kicked uh, by the Lions. It's, uh, you know, I hate to be pessimistic, but that's probably what's going to happen. And uh, they're going to be playing from behind for sure at some point and probably most of the game, which means they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, which means A.J. Dillon's not going to be that involved. You're not going to see a, a huge difference in his usage
1: in my opinion. That's so. probably very true. And isn't the third string guy that's behind him, isn't he a much better pass catcher?
0: Um, Patrick Taylor? Yeah, I think that's the guy. Yeah, I guess.
1: They <laughs> also, they actually also have James Robinson on the roster. <laughs> they did pick him up after he was released from New England, I think is where he signed on earlier this year.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to be I wouldn't be looking to start any Packers running back. Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't even realize this. They added him to the roster just today. So the chances of him getting on the field are extremely doubtful, saying that he's going to be on the team for a very short amount of time. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think he was on the practice squad before.
1: He spent time with the Patriots and then the Giants as a practice squad member. No, he wasn't no he wasn't even on the practice squad, it looks like. Hmm. Oh, wait, no, no, you're right. Never right. Signing to X Roger. They don't say anything about practice squad. No, he wasn't on the team at all. They signed him today.
0: Whatever. Uh <laughs> I'm not playing any of them. Um my start of the week out receiver, a little bit more risky, but Josh Downs, the receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh Downs scored more than 13. 13- Uh, fantasy points in four straight games prior to his recent battle with a knee injury, which he was dealing with uh, in the last two games that we saw the Indianapolis Colts. Before that, he had a great rapport with Gardner Minshew and was getting a ton of targets and producing. Uh, I think he has a great chance to get back on track this week against the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers, um, have given up the third-most yards to receivers a season uh, and the most in the entire league since week six. So in total, the Bucks have allowed the fourth-most fantasy points per game to receivers. I think not only Josh Downs, but obviously Michael Pittman uh, should be started um, uh, this week against the, the Buccaneers. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that are hesitant to start Josh Downs. Just looking at his game log, You look at those last two games before the bye, and you're going to be like, no way I can start that guy. He was dealing with a knee injury during those two games. Uh, Should be back 100% healthy. And so I think Josh Downs is a really strong flex option this week.
1: Yeah, and if you look at his usage, he is clearly the number two guy behind Pittman in this offense. Alec Pierce has taken a major step back, the second-year receiver out of Cincinnati. And so no, I I agree. I think Downs gets back to, to his old to his old self and it is a bit of a boomer bust play because of of the type of receiver he is. It's very much a lot of it's down the field, but he has multiple games this year with eight plus targets, which you generally can't say about guys of his stature and rookies and that are supposed to be technically the third string receiver. Um yeah. so no, I I agree. I think Downs is gonna create some some big plays in this game.
0: Yeah, and Michael Pittman too. Like I think there's people that are still hesitant to start Michael Michael Pittman. Uh, Why he's
1: the 16th ranked receiver on the on the air. I mean, if you look at it, like his usage is crazy.
0: It's crazy. Um, he, Tyree Kill, Stefon Diggs, Keenan Allen, and uh, Adam Thielen um, are the only players in the NFL with six plus games with double digit targets. Tyree Gill, Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, and Michael Pittman. <laughs> you're talking
1: <That's> about <laughs> like you're talking about guys that are studs in the league. Right. Thielen on the back end, but he's was he started off season extremely hot, cooled off you know, recently, but yeah, I mean, it's doesn't make any sense. Um, and I just want to see this. So he does have He's a little farther down on total. targets, but still 98 on the year already. Yep. Through 11 weeks and 10 because they had the bye week. So it's still, I think, the seventh highest in the entire league. I mean, it's just you can't beat guys that are getting that much usage. And again, I feel like he's a guy that no one's talking about. Maybe because he's not having those huge blow-up games, but he's just consistently getting a ton of targets and consistently producing just solid fantasy outings for you. Yeah,
0: he's got a solid floor, man, you know, and uh, that's that's super valuable. Obviously, you want those guys that have the upside as well, but you need safe floors to uh, to win championships. Right. For sure. All right. Uh, Trey's start of the week at receiver Tank Dell versus Jacksonville. You know, I think Tank Dell is starting to creep into that must start uh, category with the way this offense is going, but uh, Dell has been on fire the past three weeks with 35 targets and three TDs in that span. He now faces a Jacksonville passing defense that has allowed at least one touchdown to a receiver in every game this season. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tank Dell for me is, you know, in the leagues that I have him, he's he's. Pretty much a must start.
1: I mean, three straight games of double digit targets. Yeah. This and he's another guy very similar to Josh Downs, where like he's a very small stature. He's five, listed at five ten, one sixty five. Right. That means he's probably more like five eight, five nine, and probably more like a buck fifty five. Because yeah. you know how people exaggerate those things. So, but mean, you
0: you can get away with that in today's NFL. You know, like
1: well, you can't get killed going across the middle, right?
0: So. So these guys wouldn't physically be able to exist uh, twenty years ago. You know, even ten years, 10 ago. ten years ago. Yeah. Um, now it is. It's a different game, and they have a chance because they can't get fucking decapitated <laughs> every time they go up to catch a ball. Yeah. And you know, ask our uh, good buddy Aaron Alley at you know a buck forty playing receiver even in high school football like he you know got concussed over and over and over again because just took one big shot every game <laughs> you know every game and
1: yeah and that was i mean that was over 10 years ago before like, concussions were a thing but one they're really hard to diagnose in high school you don't have to because guys if you don't say anything about it you're just gonna keep playing yeah, yeah. so yeah i mean it's uh it was a uh, yeah that was 10 years ago that's and that's in high school mm-hmm. i mean in the nfl you're talking about guys that would actually kill you. I mean, Cam Chancellor destroyed every somebody every week. Right. So, very interesting. Day. very different game. This this now.
0: All right. Who's your start of the week?
1: Uh, my start of the week. I'm gonna go with Debo Samuel. I don't think we've brought him up one time all season, start or sit.
0: Yeah, I don't think so.
1: Um, and honestly, and it makes sense why Debo's been a complete disappointment. Um, since he was the number two receiver in all of fantasy in 2021. But for some reason, this dude shows up against the Seahawks. He kills the Hawks. He's had a total of possibility of playing eight games in the Seahawks in his career. He's only played in four of them because he's always hurt. But in those four games, he's averaged 19.7 points per game. That even includes last year when he was still a disappointment had a huge game against the Seahawks. Um, he's just, for whatever reason, just a thorn in our side. And I'm almost going to guarantee you he has the biggest game of his season on Thanksgiving night. <laughs> yeah. Which actually could be hard to do because I think it was earlier this year he had a twenty-three point game. So he he has a still a game this year already that he was excellent in. But I could still see him surpassing that.
0: Yeah, I could too. He loves the uh, the big moments, right? So uh, yeah, I could see them feeding Debo heavily uh, this this week. Hasn't really had that signature Debo game, and I feel like Thanksgiving might be the perfect, perfect stage for Debo to to have that.
1: Yeah, and honestly, I mean, this is a while ago, but the last time the Niners and Seahawks played on Thanksgiving night, it was in Santa Clara, and the there's a very memorable picture, a memorable picture for me of the Seahawks and uh, it, was, it was Russell, Richard Sherman, I think Bobby Wagner at the fifty yard line after the game. Just munching down on fucking turkey legs and so a couple of the guys that are still on the team like george kittle um i think Debo was probably there when that happened too i think he might have been a rookie yeah um could be looking for some revenge
0: yeah for sure all right my sit of the week at receiver uh is amari cooper and might be a little obvious but uh you know obviously no deshaun watson dtr is the guy um in five games without Watson Cooper has averaged just 8.8 fantasy points per game. Uh, he's not reached 15, uh, fantasy points in any of those games. Uh, that means the floor is kind of low and upside is, is really not there, uh, right now for Amari Cooper without Deshaun Watson playing quarterback. So, uh, I, I also think he could see a lot of uh, Patrick Sertain this week. Uh, Cooper runs 81% of his routes out wide and Sertain plays exclusively out wide uh, and often splits between the left and right sides. He does not uh, stay on one side. He shadows. Um, he he definitely shadows. So I think uh, Cooper could see a lot of Sertain uh, this, this week and that's, not good news when you have a rookie quarterback throwing you the ball. So uh, I would be sitting Amari Cooper.
1: Pretty crazy to think that even though he's played most season without Deshaun Watson, he's still a wide receiver too. He's right on the edge of receiver twenty-four overall, but he's there. So, but yeah, I mean, the rest of the season just doesn't have any upside for Amari Cooper.
0: Right. Well, especially this week, this not a good matchup. All right, uh, Trey's sit of the week, uh, Drake London versus New Orleans. Fellow wide receiver, Lattimore, is set to miss uh, the game. Who? I don't know. That's what
1: it says. Um, Hold on. <laughs> oh,
0: he's talking about Marshawn Lattimore. It's a cornerback. <laughs> but he said fellow receiver. Yeah, I was c- gonna
1: say I was like, uh, I don't think there's a Lattimore on the <laughs> yeah. Falcons offense.
0: So uh, Marshawn Lattimore is set to miss the game. He's uh, you know cornerback for the New Orleans Saints, a good one at that. Um, so Trey thinks that would incline people to uh, start Drake London. And he should get more touches, but uh Desmond Ritter is back at the helm and we all know how weak the passing game is with him at quarterback. So uh Trey says sit your Falcons. Well, sit Drake London and probably Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Not Bajan.
1: No, you know, you don't you don't disrespect Bajan like that.
0: <laughs> all right, who um, are you sitting at receiver?
1: Actually, real quick, with Drake London, I'm kinda surprised. He actually has four games this year of double digit points. Which that seems high to me, and yet still ranks receiver forty-five because he has so many games where he scored. He's done basically nothing in. Yeah,
0: it's it's rough, but I mean, if you're still considering starting Drake London, I don't. I, you're not making the playoffs. <laughs> like, <I don't laughs> Your team's you. really bad, and yeah. that's a consideration yeah. on any week. So, you know. especially in
1: a week when there are no buys, right?
0: So it's strong sit there, Trey,
1: <laughs> go out on, on,
0: on, on a limb there.
1: All right. Well, let me do this then. Let me go out on a limb for everyone a little bit. There's, you know, reasons for it. I'm sitting every Cincinnati Bengal wide receiver. Yes. I mean, Jamar chase. <laughs> I know that's crazy. Jamar chase, even though his season has been as good as some expected, he's still an absolute stud in this league. Um, you know, on talent-wise alone, probably at least a top five wide receiver, if not like a top three. But Jake Browning's making his first career start, and he's playing a Pittsburgh defense. And the just the thought of that is scary. I think it could be even worse once they play on Sunday. The Bengals honestly have been terrible about protecting their quarterbacks for years. Does I mean, you go back to like the Carson Palmer days to the Andy Dalton days to Joe Burrow, they just have never been able to really protect their quarterbacks all that well and the steelers employ so many exotic blitzes um you know they're the kings of the zone blitz and i think that's just going to confuse the absolute hell out, hell out of browning leading to a ton of mistakes um i see you know bad bad passes a lot of sacks probably a couple of interceptions and with all of that that means that the ball's never going to find his receiver's hands and that means it's a bad game for all of them i understand you probably can't actually sit jamar chase you're gonna, you know, hope he finds a way, but I, I'm telling you right now, I yeah. would highly, highly lower your expectation.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I have T Higgins. I think in one or two leagues, I'm definitely not starting him. Uh, I'm not even sure if he's healthy, but I mean, you know, since Joe Burrow went down, it wasn't even a a thought that I was going to start T Higgins. So, um. I mean, we saw this team when Joe Burrow went down, it was like, or, you know, when he gets hurt, it's everything changes. Yeah. They lose all momentum. There's no hope essentially. Um, so I think this team's going to come out really flat and, and struggle against the Steelers. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. If you have Jamar Chase, you have to seriously be considering starting someone else. You know, if you have someone on the like a Tank Dell that you were able to pick up, um, I'd be starting him over Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah, and I know. Uh, I mean, that sucks too because Ch- Jamar Chase in almost every draft was a top five pick. Yeah, but like you gotta do, what you gotta do. You have to be able to pivot to like don't hold on to those those feelings. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just got to you got to pivot. <laughs>
1: pivot.
0: Um if you have certain uh starter sit questions, you know, for situations like that, should I start this guy or that guy, you can hit us up on Twitter at the FF fathers uh or Instagram. Happy to answer those. But uh let's move on to tight ends and wrap this thing up. Uh my tight end start of the week is going to be Dalton Schultz. Uh, Dalton Schultz has scored more than 11 fantasy points in six of his last seven games with a touchdown in five of them. Uh, he will put up the occasional dead, uh, but that's pretty normal for tight ends. Um, and I think he has a safer floor than than most other tight ends and also still carries some upside with him. So uh, has scored more than 16 fantasy points three times um, in that same stretch. The Jags are giving up the third most fantasy points to tight ends so far this year. This is an offense that's up and coming uh, with a good quarterback and they throw the ball a lot. So uh, Dalton Schultz I think is a solid almost moving into the must start territory for tight ends.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree. I mean, I think he was a really underrated free agent signing for the Texans this year. Yeah. I think so too.
0: Yeah. They did a good job bringing him in. Um, all right. Trey started the week at tight end. Another guy that I think, uh, really is moving into that kind of must start sit, um, scenario for the tight end position. Uh, this is Trey's McBride. <laughs> yes. Uh, that is Trey's McDonald's bride. Uh, He's uh, Trey thinks he's still up and down with his fantasy performances, uh, but getting a large amount of targets with seven last week and thirty five in the last four games. Um, in his last two weeks with Kyler Murray at the helm, he's gotten a large target share. He actually had the most targets on the team last week. Um, if you you know you got a tight end that's getting the most receiving targets on their entire team. That's a good thing. And, uh, and that puts them into almost that must start situation. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I think McBride, Trey's McBride is about, is a top 10 start this week for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's been, he stepped up when Zach Ertz went down and he's been a stud ever since. It kind of makes you wonder why they gave him more of a shot. Probably just because they were paying Ertz, but.
0: Yeah. And, and playing around with, uh, you know, not their quarterback. So I think that might have had something to do with it. But For sure. uh, yeah, yeah.
1: All right, my start of the week. Gonna go out on a bit of a limb here. Um, guy that we all love, but he's had a very, very rough season. The Muth. Ah, uh, Pat Fryer Muth, baby. I know even before he went down with the injury. I like to the Muth. He uh, so he's only played five games this year, and you he's like giving to. you. One good game, Both one mediocre game, and three really poor games. Yeah. But I'm going to chalk all of this up to Matt Canada. Mm-hmm. So if you look... Uh, Jim, shitty
0: country up north.
1: <laughs> hey, now. I got family up there.
0: Oh, hey, now. You're a rock star. So obviously
1: the listeners can't see this, but Jim, go ahead and scroll down this doc and look at this... Uh, passing chart. I I will scroll
0: down and share my screen.
1: (laughs) Um, If you look weeks 1 through Uh 10, there is an extreme lack of throws towards the middle of the field at all. There is almost nothing in between the hashes. It's insane. Correct. I think that that is more of a product of Matt Canada's offense and less on Kenny Pickett choosing where to throw the ball. Okay. I think with the new with the Fire of Canada, the new play caller is now Mike Sullivan, mm-hmm. and if if everyone in the world can find this chart, like I did, and it was pretty heavily documented in the last couple of weeks, how lacking they've been, uh, you know, attacking the middle of the field, that the Steelers, you know, you have a lot of smart guys, are You they're they're coaching the NFL for a reason. They're going to identify that and try to find ways to spread the ball more across the entire field, not just towards the boundaries. And they're going to attack the middle of the field. In order to do that, you need Pat Fryermuth. We all know he can do it. He's he's been a stud before. So I see Muth getting a ton of targets this game, and will finally give you only his second game of the season with double digit fantasy points.
0: Okay, I like the pick. No, I like it. I think uh, I think you're on to something there. All right, my sit of the week at tight end is going to be Hunter Henry. He has reached uh, double digit uh, fantasy points in three uh, only three times this season. Uh, in each of those games in which he caught a touchdown, or in each of those games he caught a touchdown. Okay, so uh, he is kind of the poster boy for touchdown dependent tight end fantasy option Uh, he's been held to fewer than six fantasy points in six games this season Uh, the Giants have allowed just two touchdowns to tight ends all season and are in the top ten in in points allowed to tight ends so uh, Hunter Henry is my sit at tight end Uh, Any,
1: any concern with a potential quarterback change
0: well I'm saying he's a sit
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, if Bailey Zappi comes in and all of a sudden this offense is better. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. You know what's uh, no. really. You know what's really interesting about this is that when the game was happening, it, they everything said that Mac Jones was benched for Bailey Zappi for the final drive of the game, right? Yeah. Now, it's being said that he wasn't benched that he had an injury and went in for x-rays. Those x-rays are negative, negative. now he's not mm. on the injury report in any way. Sh-
0: yeah, sure.
1: That sounds like some manipulating by, by old Bill there.
0: All I know is they have two really shitty quarterbacks, <laughs> and uh, and so.
1: <laughs> and as of Tuesday, just so everyone knows, that no report as of what happened in today's practice on Wednesday, but as of Tuesday, Bailey Zappi was still taking second string uh, snaps in the drills.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, who cares? Uh, you know, <laughs> like, th- this offense won't be able to do shit until they get someone else that can actually do something. So, uh, uh, you know, the whole Bills situation, if he's going to be there next year or not, I don't know. Uh, but they got a lot of work to do to make this a viable NFL offense because right now it's just it's just not – uh, anything close to that. Um, Trey's sit of the week at tight end is Jonu Smith versus the New Orleans Saints. Jonu had a nice run, but it's time to move on from that and admit he's not worth a fantasy start anymore, says Trey. Stinky finger shows he's already boom or bust option and has only th- 13 targets and less than 150 yards in his last four games combined. And that's signed uh, Trey Stinky Fingers Jose, (laughs) uh, November 22nd, 2023.
1: All right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it makes sense that the offense in general is terrible. So, yeah. uh, My say of the week is going to be Cole Komet against the Vikings. So, Justin Fields came back last week after the, the four, I think, a four week absence of the thumb injury and Komet's usage immediately took a nosedive. He only had four targets last week um, after averaging eight targets a game with uh, the secret agent man starting. And as it turns out, Fields just doesn't ever really target the tight end position with any consistency. There are still games where he where Komet blows up, but for the most part, Fields just doesn't throw him the ball enough. And to just really kind of drive this point home And seven career games against the Vikings, Komet has only given you two games where you can actually start him in fantasy.
0: All right. So, sit Cole Komet. That's going to do it for our starts and sits. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. You're forgetting something, bud. No way, bro. You're forgetting. Stinky's defense of the...
0: Come on, man. can't forget stinky defense of the week. Uh, This week, it's going to be Denver. The Denver defense and special teams unit versus the Cleveland Browns. Denver has been playing solid defense all year, especially as of late. They've had double-digit fantasy points in five of their last seven games, and now they face the Cleveland offense without Deshaun Watson. Denver also has 10 interceptions on the league. um, On the season? On the season, I bet, is <laughs> what that was supposed to say. Getting at least uh, one pick in every game this year besides two games earlier in the year. So a lot of turnovers. They have been playing better. I think Sean Payton's starting to figure out this team, and he's actually a pretty good coach uh, based off of
1: what he's dealing with. Yeah, uh, I mean... The turnaround we've seen in Denver in the last, like, four games is drastic. They look like a completely different team.
0: Yep. That is coaching. He's a good coach. Hate him or love him, Uh, he is a good coach. So, uh, Denver at least made one right decision in everything they've done in the last... (laughs) Like in five years, but
1: basically since Pay Manning left, yeah. Uh,
0: so I like that pick. Uh, probably still heavily available. So look out for the Denver defense. Uh, that's gonna do it for our starts and sits. Good luck in Week Twelve. Hit us up at the FF Fathers on Twitter or Instagram if you have questions about specific start or sit situations for uh, your roster. Um, if not, hey. Eat some turkey, eat some stuffing, little cranberries, little mashed potato gravies, and uh,
1: wash it, that down with that pumpkin pie.
0: And wash that down with a little pumpkin pie with a whipped cream and maybe an eggnog or two, huh? Cheers. Good boy. Bye. I don't, I don't know what accent that was.